0: Brittany Ross and I play the fiddle.
1: I'm Katherine Blentgen and I play the pipe.
0: And together we are Fiddle and Pipe. Two classical musicians
1: who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff.
0: So grab a book, take a seat,
2: and tune in. I've been recording so you guys, I can blackmail.
0: Izzy's the only one who's like ever prepared.
2: I know. She like comes
0: in and starts recording and we're all like dicking around and Izzy's like I know. Y'all me six. She has a background too. Like we're... Here I am at six. Why are we not starting? <laughs> we're... I have shit to do. I am busy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that like a Christmas version? It's so cute. Is this
0: like a Canada edition Canada Dry? Well,
3: technically Canada Dry is now owned by some obnoxiously big American company. Uh, Disney.
0: But... Wait, do your cans say 16 fluid ounces or does it say something else? Does it say like... One meter of drink, <laughs> what does it
3: say? Sorry, it says 355 milliliters.
0: I don't know what that means. That's that's so many milliliters. I can't drink <laughs> that many milliliters.
3: This is one average can.
0: My hair looks good
2: today. It does. <laughs> I'm so happy you have videos of all this. Just include that clip, everyone will watch
0: it. I will. Anyway, um, this is Fiddle and Pipe, uh, not uh, whatever the fuck the last few minutes was. (laughs) It's
1: been a really long day. (laughs) Sorry, y'all.
0: I am your host, Brittany Ross. I ran a lot today, so I'm sorry my brain's a little fried. I'm with my other host, Catherine Flincham, who is a lazy butthole and didn't run today. Or did you run? I was working all day! Oh my god! Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) I've been awake since four o'clock, Missy.
0: It's a weird flex, but... That's 6 a.m. Eastern time. (laughs) We have two guests with us today who probably didn't run, but it's okay. We're not judging them. We have (laughs) Miss Izzy Holman, who apparently made a bomb-ass homemade
2: Oreo McFlurry. Yeah, I'm well-rested and full and not tired.
0: And she's a boner, so there's that too. (laughs) And (laughs) we have Miss Wendy Tabor, longtime friend of the podcast, who doesn't play an instrument But, you know, we love her. She's in Canada. Probably some metric system stuff's going to happen.
3: Oh, my Lord.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a mood. I can't direct this podcast. I don't know what's happening.
1: As you can see, Brittany is a fan of the metric system. (laughs) Let's continue to the book that we all are here to talk about because uh, this is a lot of juicy stuff.
0: I guess we were talking, I don't know if we were recording when we were talking about this, but, like, note-taking for this book is exhausting.
2: Can't confirm. It is. It's like you're you're a detective. Yeah, basically. It is.
0: (laughs) And I feel like there's always, like, little bits of pieces in there where she's like, oh, yeah, she's, like, still a high school student that, like, has a family and, like, does things. And I'm just like... I
1: was not that bold when I was in high school. I feel like in the real world, somebody would have been like, you need to stop. Like, you need to have boundaries because she does not have boundaries in this book at all. No. Like, she is, I mean, for instance, like, she'll call a person and they will never pick up. Or if they do pick up and she's like, hey, I'm, like, here to do an interview, they'll, like, hang up. And then she'll go to their house and say, I wonder if they'll answer the door.
0: She should really for be real. in sales with that kind of mentality.
2: For real. I don't know if you guys watch, like, the I you know about the new Pretty Little Liar series, but it's like that, too.
0: I
1: heard of it.
2: They're a lot like her. They're like this creepy guy in a train, and he won't answer, and they go to the train, and it's like, girls,
3: just calm down. Stop. <laughs> you know, I feel like this book overall would make a great show, like a really good, like, YA-type show.
1: That is what we talked about in the last episode that we recorded with Rainer, because mm-hmm. um, and that's what I could visualize when I was reading the book, because there's moments where Holly Jackson will just be like, and they turned around and smirked, and I'm like... is this a scene from an amazon prime like tv series yes (laughs) or a netflix show i don't know
2: i would watch it so hard
1: it would be a good hit don't even have a writing team just take stuff from the actual book and just go off that because those are good enough like directions and lines anyway you know
0: yeah she does have a very like cinematic way of writing I don't know if you all ever saw this on Facebook, it was floating around like maybe a year or two ago, but it was like four images. And it was just like, these are the ways that people visualize books. And one was like very clean, like how we see. And the other one was like a little fuzzy around the edges. And the other one was like very abstract. And the other one was just the words. When I'm visualizing what I'm reading, I'm usually like a really vague ideas. Like I can't visualize
2: what I'm reading in my head very well. Me too. It's like blurry unless there's a movie. Because Twilight's very clear for me. (laughs) But this is blurry. Unless there's a movie or like the description is like completely
0: on point and like nothing is up to interpretation at all. But the way that she writes really makes me think of like a clearer visual. Like I'm probably more of like the slightly out of focus visualization for this book. Should we just get right into it? I guess we probably should. We've been dicking around for like 19 minutes, so. cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, getting into it. So we open up part two. There's some tension between Pip and Kara. Well, at least on Pip's end, because Kara's like oblivious AF. Pip's like, oh my God, I'm keeping secrets from my best friend for the first time in my life. Like, I'm a teenage girl. Like, what's going to happen? I think that there might be some tension between them later because all this is, like, really foreshadowing that there's going to be something. So I hope there is something. And if there's not, I'm going to be disappointed.
2: You want the drama?
0: I do want the drama. It's a book about teenage (laughs) girls. It needs drama. I
1: feel like I would get sad if they, like, had a, you know, a fight. But that's just because, like, I don't know. It seems like from the beginning of the book when we were, like, reading the exposition that... They're, like, best friends. And I'm like,
0: I don't want them to fight. Well, they also said they're
2: more, like, sisters, though. They yeah. Both, they're more, like, sisters. So, I mean,
0: they should fight, right? Isn't that also part of growing up is, like, challenging people around you and figuring out, like, who's your, you know, going to be your lifelong friend versus, like, this is my BFF from, like, elementary school to high school kind of thing. I, I just don't, I like don't like confrontation. confrontation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't like confrontation. I was like, yeah. The way that you were describing it is one of the reasons why I feel like it would make a great YA show, because yes, when you're teenagers and you've been friends for a long time, you have your ups, your your downs, your fights, but in shows, like, that's completely unrealistic, like everybody always being BFFs all the time. There's always an element of obliviousness, there's always one person who's completely blind to what's really going on around them
0: people who are friends for that long especially in that time period like from babies to high school whatever it tends to be really common for them to fight because you are not the same person that you are when you're like 4 when you're 18 so that's why a lot of from friend- a lot of them fight and then like friendships that do make it those become like your lifelong friends like david has like a couple friends that he's had since like literally he was a baby but I mean, I do remember I like in high school, I had fights that ended friendships with people that I've known since elementary school, because at that point we were different people. Like we're you're kind of turning into who you are going to be as an adult at that point. Mm -hmm. I think
2: that one of like the main things is like my I have a best friend I met in like kindergarten. It's like it's more of like she says, like a sister type of situation. And if you treat them kind of more like a sibling, it will last longer because that's how we are.
3: I had a similar situation where like I knew this girl from when we were in like diapers and like when her mom was sick she and her brother would spend time with me like we were like siblings but mm-hmm. after I moved to Georgia even though it took a really long time the friendship eventually fizzled out because we were such different people by that point it was like every time that I would see her as an adult it was like I was talking to a complete stranger because of that like I couldn't connect with her I couldn't get along with her then the friendship just ultimately ended and it's a real shame because like despite her uh, more eccentric parts of her personality she's actually a very sweet person she's not the person I knew.
0: Psychologists say that people essentially change every 10 years so I feel like it's a little less extreme as you get past those drastically changing years in your youth but it is interesting because like I'm going to be 30 this year like I'm not the same person I was when I was 20. True I agree with that. So then it is really interesting when you do have like long-lasting relationships um romantic or friendships that do span over 10 years and you're still friends with these people even though you are a different person and they're a different person. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when you can like grow up together and continue moving forward in your life as if you're like can grow together as opposed to growing apart. Yeah. Where's of wisdom. I like that. Brittany Ross, January seventh, twenty twenty three, six twenty four p.m. Nice TED Talk, Brittany. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, we should probably talk about the book though because uh, I literally just got through one bullet point and it took like five minutes to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna do that.
1: <laughs> I promise.
0: So Pip gets a text about, or not about, from Ravi, and Carrie's like, ooh, do you love him? Are you are texting now? And she's like, oh my god, we're not texting, but we are texting. I was like, hmm, is this going to be like a love interest scenario? I don't know. I had a lot of like, hypotheses.
2: Oh, totally. (laughs) Totally. It's like right there, right in the very beginning. It was obvious, like from their first conversation, yeah. (laughs)
0: It's such low-hanging it. fruit, but I'm surprised there hasn't really been anything about that yet, so I'm waiting to see what happens. It's
2: the tension build, you know? It is
3: the tension of them
1: just
0: looking mm. at each other
2: oh my and God. talking.
3: Nothing like life-threatening danger to create a love connection, eh? Mm.
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess the last book that we had you you two on together was Twilight, which is also a oh my tension-building <laughs> <laughs> danger situation. Was it Twilight or New Moon? They're, like, the same book. New Moon.
2: Yeah. They're all Twilight.
0: So then we get to, like, the point of this chapter where Pip wants to use Kara's computer to somehow keep track of, like, what Naomi is doing, because she suspects Naomi of putting the note in her sleepy bag. I didn't know that you could do that, by the way. I'm
1: just saying. I learned that when I read the book. I was like, oh, you can save what you printed, so interesting offices do it I mean I find that helpful because sometimes I might print something out and then x out and then I'll see a mistake and be like oh or maybe I need an extra copy of something
0: yeah do you know how many times I create an untitled document in word print it out delete the document and then I'm like I need that again sad sad but you learn something new now we know thanks Holly I forget the excuse that she uses but something to do with, like, homework or colleges, I think, but she's, like, hey, can I use your computer for a second? She's, like, sure. So, Pip takes her computer and just, like, turns it so Kara can't see what's going on, and she does something with, like, the printer settings, so that way it keeps track in the computer of the printer settings of what it's printed, which is wild. Like you said, I can't believe that that's a real thing. That doesn't seem real, but I'm also someone who's like, if something's not working, I'm like, have you tried turning it off and back on again? Have you tried unplugging it? Hey, that's the answer 80%
2: of the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like the fact that we have like internet flying around invisible to us is just like mind-blowing to me.
1: I mean, (laughs) it's...
2: it's (laughs) it looks around.
1: Air... <laughs> i'm like looking around and i don't really think
0: about it do you know how much of wi-fi you're breathing in Catherine? no <laughs> breathing in so much 5g i
1: didn't think it was in the air is it really I, let's not get into this discussion right now
0: <laughs> so we go to chapter three um you mean what tw- <laughs> oh sorry Capstone log 13 She has an interview with Emma, who was one of Andy's BFFs when she was killed. Emma basically confirms that Andy was seeing a secret older guy. And I was like, ooh, spicy. But like, how much older? That could be... Like, is older like... It could be anything. Yeah, I'm like, is it like 15 and he's like a sexy 17? Or is he like in his 30s? And a pedophile. So it could definitely be like... It's probably gross. Either or. (laughs) Probably both. (laughs) He's 13, or sorry, he's 17 and 30. Yeah, that's like Edward, you know? Oh my god. He's Edward Cullen. (laughs) I'm 17 and 100 years
1: old. (laughs) (laughs) That's a spoiler right there. It's Edward Cullen right there.
0: Oh, well.
1: (laughs) That's why we can't find her, because he ate her. Or he drank her.
3: (laughs) He wanted a big dinner, so... Mm.
1: <laughs> it can be, you know, a scenario. I mean, let's not take him off the suspect list. We should add him on there, actually, so...
0: <laughs> so we have Jason Bell, the da Silvas, We have, like, all these other people. I can't even remember who else is on the list. And then Edward Cullen. And then Edward Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> like, bolded, italicized, underlined. He wasn't
1: in Forks. He was in Penn... Or er, Connecticut... <laughs>
0: Uh, Fairview, I think, is the name of their town.
1: Fairview, Connecticut, somewhere in the Northeast. I want to say, like, Massachusetts sometimes or, like, Rhode Island. You know, after a while, they
3: all bled together.
0: Um, Emma also kind of, like, let slip that uh, Andy disliked uh, Mr. Ward, so Naomi and Kara's dad, and apparently she called him an asshole. I don't know, when I was 7 or 15, I called, like, everyone an asshole, so apparently that's a big deal.
2: Well, I feel like, would you call your friend's dad an asshole? Or, like, a teacher? Because he's a teacher at the high school, so... Oh, and a teacher? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. A, history-
0: he's a history teacher. I would never dare to do that. You That's would? true. I don't
2: know if I ever call a teacher an asshole.
0: <laughs> a louder in your head. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, behind their back, 100%. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did it say... It didn't say that she called her dad an asshole to his face.
2: Oh, okay.
0: She's like, yeah, you know, he said... Or, sorry, she said you know, in conversation to us that he's an asshole. So I guess something happened. I'm not sure. And then Pip gets kind of worried that Mr. Ward either killed Andy. Like, apparently there was like some kind of feud between them and that was enough incentive for him to kill her or that he is a secret older guy.
2: Yeah. Ooh, that'd be gross.
0: I don't know. That seems like if she's calling him, I don't know. Maybe if he like... Was, like, I can't see you anymore because my wife is, like, I don't know, suspecting me. Then she could be, like, oh, he's an asshole. Like, he broke up with me. Whatever. Okay, that makes sense. Just talked myself into convincing it. Got it.
1: (laughs) I think there was, like, only one part where I was, like, could he be the guy? And I think it was... Like, apparently Emma said, like, oh, it was, like, something that he said her skirt was too short for school. And that's why she called him an asshole. Mm. And I, that was, like, the only, like, comment where I was, like, thinking, like, is it something? Like, is he the guy? I don't know. Was he, like, being a predator?
2: I was picking up, like, little things in the beginning where she mentioned, like, I don't know. I thought it was weird. A bright yellow shirt, like, twice. So I feel like that might, like, the dad wearing it. And the dog wearing it at the beginning. So I was like, why would she mention that twice? And I so mm. I feel like that's going to come back with the dad. A
1: bright yellow shirt. You're more observant
2: Just... than me. Yeah, there's, like, these yeah. little, like, little hints. Like, I watched this other show, like, Murderville. It's really funny. But there's always these little teeny things. And you're like, I have to remember that. <laughs> it might come back.
1: <laughs> well, I know that I've been, like, more observant, like, reading this book. Because I'm trying to find, like, tiny details, like what you mentioned, Izzy. Because I'm like, oh, is this meaning something? Like, should we go back to this? Like, I don't know,
2: because it was mentioned twice, and I was like, "Why does she keep talking about his ugly bright yellow shirt?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of thought it was just really to stand like stand him out as like, "Oh, he's like such a dad that he wears like dad clothing. Like all he does is dad stuff." I don't know. You know how like dads kind of have like dad clothing, yeah, and some weird
3: fascination with some sort of aspect of history, even though it tracks that he's oh, yeah. a history teacher. <laughs> <but> yes. <laughs>
1: Reach it, Wendy.
0: Uh, So we get to the actual chapter 13. I guess she's in Mr. Ward's history class because after class, she kind of like lingers behind. And she like straight up confronts him. She's very bold. I would Mm -hmm. not be this brave when I was 17.
1: Oh, yeah. No (laughs) boundaries.
0: No no boundaries. Uh, She's like, yeah, your workplace seems like a great place to talk about this. Like not in your home, but like at your work, at school.
3: Well, there are security cameras. Just saying. She's in a public, like, area.
0: There's other people
3: in that building.
0: Normally, there's not security cameras in classrooms.
3: Well, like, still, it's like a school. It's far more public. If I was this chick, I wouldn't have the balls to talk about stuff like this at home. That's asking to be murdered.
0: That's true, but keep in mind, this is, like, her best friend's dad. Like, she's known him for, like, her whole life. So he's not, like, a stranger. I don't know. I guess your your theory makes sense. Your theory makes sense. But
2: she's getting more skeptical. She's like, do I even really know you? Hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: Really? Okay. For real. Good points. Good <laughs> points. So she's like, yo, why did Andy call you an asshole? And he's like, uh, what are you talking about? And she's like, I heard from a source that I can't name because she's like legit investigator now, I guess. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Harriet the spy. The audacity of this girl is kinda of wild. She doesn't even have a high school
1: diploma, and she's already a detective. <laughs> like essentially. Come on, girl. What?
0: <laughs> and her dad basically said that Andy was a bully and was uh bullying this other girl and posted some video online bullying this girl. Um, And he was like, you know, it was wildly inappropriate and she would have gotten in trouble with the police and or the school. So I decided to call her dad about it before law enforcement or the school would get involved and be like, hey, you know, as a teacher, I saw this video. I think you should talk to your daughter about it. And he's like, I guess she probably called me an asshole because her dad punished her or took down the video or something. I mean, I don't know if he was, like, overstepping his bounds by doing that, and he probably should have reported it to someone, because... Well, he said that he didn't want to be the cause
1: of, like, her expulsion, or he didn't want to be the cause of it, if that did happen.
0: Yeah, but it's a weird move to make, because, like, I'm not a technical teacher, but, like, I'm a clinician who works in schools, and even as a clinician who works in schools, like, I am I have to be, like, what's it called? Like, a, a mandated reporter? I think that's why I also felt that
1: was a little weird, though, because... I don't know. As a teacher, like I feel like I would go to the school. Would you?
0: Yeah, you have to tell you have to tell the
2: school things.
1: It seems very personal that he went to her dad.
2: Yeah. It's cuz he doesn't want his name to be involved.
1: Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know. That is a little strange to me now that you're bringing that up and I'm like realizing that. I also yeah. thought it was like really suspicious that he likes tuna melts and I was
2: like gross. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> here, that's a little detail that might come up.
3: It
0: might come up. <laughs> also keep an eye on those butterfingers.
2: Oh yeah, the butterfingers.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: These little weird things they mention.
0: Basically, she's like, yeah, that's good enough. So she basically crosses him off. Yeah, she strikes off <laughs> like her suspicion of him.
1: Just like going off because Wendy Okay, so we were talking about this in the last episode with the senior project no. thing. You had a senior project, didn't you?
3: Duh, we were
1: in the same year, Catherine. <laughs> exactly. So I was talking about this. Cause in the last episode, neither Brittany nor Rainer had a senior project. I had I didn't either. Mm-mm. Yeah, you did it. Oh my god, where did we go? <laughs> I'm
3: so angry. <laughs> I actually got the background for the some of the background for the project that Catherine was talking about. So when we were in grade twelve, yes folks, I lived in Georgia. That's how I met Catherine.
0: I like how you say grade twelve instead of when I was a senior in high school. Is that a metric thing? No, it's a Canadian thing. <laughs> it's I'm, a metric system. I'm so pissed. Okay.
3: Hey Catherine, can you translate some of my Canadian for our lovely friends here? <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> I don't know if anyone well can.
2: When you're in college, you're in grade 20 meters. <laughs> grade 20 meters?
0: <laughs> I'm not going there. Instead of what grade are you in, it's like, what meter are you in?
3: <laughs> so meters? when Catherine and I were in grade 12, we had this grade 12. stupid senior project called Vision Quest, where the objective- That's what it was called!
0: <laughs> that sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It was. Vision Quest. <laughs> It sounds like it's supposed to be, like, woke and make you think about your future. Mission
3: quest. (laughs) Exactly. And, like, it was so stupid because, like, we already had, like, a regular classes. And our English teachers were really pissed because this project took away from their teaching. So they were already pissed off Mm -hmm. about it. And we had to write, like, a multi-genre research paper And we had to do a presentation. We had to do logs, like what she's doing. Yeah.
0: Honestly, I'd (sighs) rather kill myself. Me too.
3: I did French teacher because (laughs) I had a good relationship with the French teacher at the high school. Like, I adore that woman. But I can tell you that as the only Canadian student that she ever taught, I actually felt more at home, like, talking to her. Because I already came from a background in French coming from Canada. So I was, I was able to, like, talk to her in French, and it was just, like, actually kind of nice, you know.
0: Hmm. Are you from
3: French are you from Quebec? No, I'm not from Quebec. I'm from Ontario. But in English-speaking schools, you are required to take French up until a certain grade. It varies from district to district. But in the part of Ontario that hmm. I am from, it's from uh, grade 1 through grade 2. Uh, nine you can take it as an option through grade 10 11 and 12
0: and that's for all of canada
3: (laughs) you know how handy that would have
1: been for like reading french music when i'm like playing flute
0: well i'm thinking of like the practicality of like us doing that for spanish
3: because we are technically a bilingual country and we also have quebec which has french first like on a government like legal level the french language is taken far more seriously so you'd have to look into like the history of it to get more in-depth information but like learning french and like the french language is kind of like a part of our cultural fabric but most english-speaking people unless they go into a government job don't end up using their french but like we're so accustomed to seeing it on, like, our food, on it, every single thing that we buy. It's it's just part of what makes Canada Canada, honestly.
0: So your, your stupid capstone project? <laughs>
3: yeah, so, like, the reason why I <laughs> talk about this is because, like, my topic was being a French teacher. I do, like, mentoring and stuff now, but it just made sense to me. I have a background in French. I had a good relationship with the French teacher. She became my mentor, so, like, it worked. But it was a waste of my fucking time. <laughs> it was a lot of time. It was the entire year. A lot of time, a lot of work.
1: I I posed for a lot of my pictures because you had to have photos, too, with, like, your uh, log. And I would just go up to my mom and be like, hey, mom, can you take a photo of me writing this down?
3: <laughs> and I figured out where that came from. It came from a bunch of professors at Kennesaw State University. yeah Hmm. why i don't know Hmm. but do they have lives no (laughs) they just wanted to like you know make our lives miserable
2: this girl the book like doing the whole project i'm like is everyone else spending this much time on this project (laughs) because i was doing this i come in and be like mine's over ending world hunger
3: people were (laughs) baking
1: cakes for senior projects like they're like my product is gonna be a cake one person, I'm pretty sure, like, they made alligator, but I'm pretty sure it was their dad that was the chef, like, who was actually a chef, made the plate and everything. But, yeah, people
3: didn't do anything.
2: That will be me. Uh.
3: My best friend did violin, like, learning how to
0: play violin. What? Yeah. She's still yeah. working on it. <laughs> That's crazy. It's not something she could do in that amount of time. So we get to uh, log 15 where she has an interview with Naomi. I think she already had one, but this might be the second one. I don't know.
1: It's the second one.
0: Naomi tells Pip that Natalie Silva was um, bullied by Andy. But the reason why she was bullied by Andy was because Andy was like Regina George and she had to be like queen bitch. You know, she had to be the most popular, the most well-liked.
1: She had to have the lead part in The Crucible. Oh, my God. Natalie
0: De Silva was, like, Lindsay Lohan. Like, you know, she was also hot, especially when she she got cleaned up. She was, like, also pretty.
1: She wore army pants and flip-flops. So everyone else wore army pants and flip-flops.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So Andy was like, you know, I'm not going to take that shit. Like, I can only be the most popular well-liked prettiest girl in school the video that mr war was talking about was essentially um there was this hot guy named chris who i think natalie liked or at least was interested in Mm -hmm. enough and andy was just like you know why don't you flirt with her and see what happens and he flirted with her and natalie sent like a topless video of herself to him and he sent it to andy and andy like posted it all over social media went viral as the kids say. Sounds like
1: Gossip Girl drama, like for real.
2: That sounds like the beginning of 13 Reasons Why. I never watched 13 Reasons Why.
1: I haven't seen that show yet. That's
2: what happens, yeah. Like, the picture goes around. That's why it happened. That's Ah, how she kills herself? Yeah, it was like, I started out with a picture of her, like going on a slide, and then he sent it to everyone.
0: It's not a good reason to kill yourself.
2: It was, like, the first reason. There it was, it was 13, okay? Oh, there's
0: 13, <laughs> oh, 13 reasons why I... <sighs>
2: That's what it reminded me of. I was like, this can't be good. It always, it always ends in death when a picture goes around like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Naomi also says that Andy blackmailed Natalie with the whole lead part of the crucible thing like she wanted the lead part in the crucible but Natalie got it and then he was just like oh yeah well you're gonna give me that part and if you don't I'm gonna tell everyone that your brother had sex with me when I was 15. I don't know if that's true or not but I mean it's statutory rape um not really okay because he was I think over 18.
1: When that was brought up, because I'm thinking about older guys, right, in my head, because like, who is the secret older guy? And seeing that this guy is older, had sex with her, automatically on my list. Supposedly. Allegedly. Supposedly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, on my suspect list.
2: But damn, all that for a part in The Crucible, girl?
1: (laughs) It's not that great (laughs) of a (laughs) play.
2: I read The Crucible. It was not that good. It's not that good. I had The Crucible play at my school, and I saw it, and it was pretty boring. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah so is most literature right in that time period that sounds <laughs> so
2: sad they all just wear rags girl even the lead
0: if it was like the oh. lead and like the jingle ball rock performance that's done every year i can understand oh but
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah i know the crucible <laughs> you know what would have made that whole thing like even better was if it was the what? scarlet letter instead of the crucible
0: I fucking hated that book. Me too. <laughs> I never read it. I like the movie Easy A.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen Easy A. I get that. Oh, I've seen Easy A too. But I, yeah, I never read The Scarlet Letter. I think I was like in one of the few classes that didn't read it that
0: year. See, here's my thing with The Scarlet Letter. I was in AP Lit at the time and we read it and we literally spent probably two months analyzing the book. The book itself was fine.
2: no. I hate when the English classes do that. It makes, it ruins the book always. Exactly. You overanalyze it.
0: Yeah.
1: It's <sighs> terrible.
0: Naomi also says that uh, Natalie is, has moved back home and she's with the parents, but apparently she's on house arrest for like aggravated assault. Cute. From something she did in college. And I was like, oh. Had like
1: some prison time. I like how this chapter ends. Can I just read it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Can you?
1: Can I? Is it against the rules? Well, here it is. Do you know where Nat is now? Do you think I could talk to her? I'm not really in contact with her, but I know she's back at home with her parents. I heard some stuff about her, though. What stuff? Um, I think in college she was involved in some kind of fight, she got arrested and charged with assault, and I think she spent some time in prison. Oh god, I know! Can you give me her number? Like, this girl does not care about who goes to prison, who dies, she's like, I just need to know what's happening with the case. Like, give me
2: your number. I am getting an A on this project. Right? She
1: is dedicated on this Vision Quest project. Oh my god, I'm never gonna, like, live this (laughs) situation. Oh my god. I like blanked out on the name. I just called it the Senior Project.
0: <laughs> I was like, what is this? Vision Quest. Are you triggered, Catherine?
1: Yes, I am triggered. I'm a little
3: triggered too. <laughs> I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs> How were you not triggered when you were reading this book with all the logs and everything? I was sitting there and
2: I'm like, ptsd flashbacks
3: the first thing i thought of was like wow senior year you know what oh. i thought of while i was reading this was kingston this the small city where i'm from it's a prison town and you're never more than like 100 meters from a student a senior or soldier or an ex-con wow. wow and that's what i was thinking about seems
0: like an exciting place to oh. live interesting
3: Hmm. Canada, it's a very interesting place.
0: (laughs) So Pip's like, I'm going to go talk to this person because, like, that seems like a great idea. So she takes Ravi and they see Matt, or Matt, Nat? Um, And she's, like, super aggressive and doesn't want to talk to Pip. She's like, yeah, you know, that bitch Andy really fucked up my life. And you know why I'm, you know, on house arrest? It's because I beat up this girl in college who, like, did the same shit she would do. And I'm like, Oh. Like, she's not in a
2: good place. You're not putting yourself in a good place there.
0: No, I was like, maybe, maybe you should leave. No, she's not putting herself in a good place.
2: You're kind of setting your, you're setting yourself up front. You're on the suspect list now, girl. We
1: come to find out that, like, basically, <laughs> Natalie hates Andy so mm-hmm. much and was basically like, I'm kind of glad that she's gone.
0: Like, I wanted to get rid of her. And she's like, karma's a bitch. Like, she kind of had what she had going for her. Karma is a god. That's what I thought of. <laughs> then pep's like okay well like did you kill her and nat's like are you kidding i don't have any friends or i didn't have any friends because of her so i was she was playing scrabble with her parents and Mm
1: sister-in-law which i thought was interesting because then she brings up well we're like where was your brother and he was out drinking with his cop friends which immediately i put in red caps omg he's the guy i think he's the guy
0: (laughs) i mean it's definitely sus
1: I think he got drunk with his cop friends, found her, did something weird. I think he's the guy. My argument's Noted. not done. <laughs> Just letting
2: it you know. I'm, I'm proud of your confidence. I like it. I'm very <laughs> confident in
1: this. He better be the guy. Because <laughs> I was, like, realizing that last night.
0: After they leave, Pip looks up Daniel, who's her brother, and Robbie recognizes him and says that he was the guy when... Who was saying, like, at the time when Andy was, like, kidnapped or murdered or whatever, that Sal was guilty beyond a doubt and, like, you should just give it up. And then also, a few months later, like, Ravi was just, like, just hanging out somewhere, like, on a bench or something. And Daniel was just like, oh, you're loitering. And Ravi was just like, I was the only, like, person of color there.
1: Which makes me think that he's also the guy. I think it's more the first thing where he, like, shoves him off, like, don't even bother, like, investigating this, like... It's not worth the trouble. Mm -hmm. That also enhanced that he's the guy. Like, he's the guy. If I read part three and he's not the guy, I'm going to, like, throw my book across the room and be like, what
0: the fuck? (laughs) So we get to uh, log 17. Pip stalks Daniel on social media, doesn't really find anything, but she does find out that he um, is married. And she's like, oh, Andy could have ruined his life by telling the police department that one of your officers raped a kid. Mm -hmm. or telling you know his wife that she cheated on him or sorry he cheated on her also he's a cop so he could have interfered with the investigation from the inside which i was like hmm yeah
1: and it was a really speedy investigation too let's just be honest like they basically claimed her dead really fast we cannot forget what happened in part one
0: and there's no shortage of like crooked cops let's be honest especially in america like it's kind of a problem that we have
2: and especially
0: in teen dramas Yes. yes (laughs) <laughs> um so she was looking at pictures of the investigation of Andy's house after she was murdered, and there's a picture of a young blonde guy with like short hair, and he's like the only young guy on the force, so she put him on the list of suspects.
1: Dun dun dun. And then she gets Sal's interview mm-hmm. from when he got interviewed by the police and basically it makes him look not good
2: when I was like trying
1: to read it, I was like a little confused, but when I reread it and like went over my notes, it just seems like he was more confused and that's why he was like super hostile or I guess like not hostile, just like evasive. It seemed really
0: weird. Yeah. He was really evasive about what he and Andy were arguing about in the days leading up to her murder. Um, and he's like i can't really tell you and the police are like hey you know if you tell us like no matter how small it is that might help us in the investigation he's like nah and they're like Hmm, suspect <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're immediately the suspect
2: i was just saying unless it was someone else that like killed her he has to be afraid of someone that's why he's yeah. not saying it so i don't the mm-hmm. police should have picked up on that
0: it definitely doesn't make him look good if you're like voluntarily withholding information.
1: But you also have to remember, like, he was like a teenager. I don't think teenagers really
2: like.
0: I mean, their frontal lobes aren't fully developed, but teenagers can still kill people. <laughs> and teenagers also know not to lie to the police.
2: But if you're scared of
0: someone.
3: Yeah. Fear is an excellent motivator.
0: <laughs> mm. That's true. I guess we'll find out. Pip thinks that there's a possibility that Sal did it just because the interview makes him not look good. So she's like, I'm not going to advertise to Robbie that I have the transcript. In my notes, I said, will that bite her later? Their relationship?
1: The chemistry? <laughs> the
0: tension? Who knows? I thought you loved me. <laughs>
1: we have to have like 10 plots going on on the side. So with Pip's life.
0: And then we slide to chapter 15 where we find out that Pip literally has no boundaries whatsoever as a person. No, she doesn't. Like, at all. She just goes up to people.
1: She's like, hi, can I ask you questions? Oh, no, this is,
0: like, worse. So she goes to a sandwich shop with, like, her brother and their dog. And she sees Becca, who is Andy's sister, at the sandwich shop. And she's like, you know what would be a great idea is just walking up to her, the sister of the victim of this crime from five years ago, and asking her about it. She starts asking her questions, and Becca's, like, obviously uncomfortable, and she's like, you know what? I can't do this. Like, it's just not good for me mentally. Like, my mom and I have been through a lot in the last five years, and we're, like, just healed from this, and she's like, I, I can't. And I'm like, God damn it! like, why did you think that was a good idea?
2: I know. And you're with your brother and your dog.
0: <laughs> this is a high school project. She's not a police officer. She's acting like she's a police officer.
2: If I were her parents, I'd be concerned. Same. It's time to get her help. She is a keener. Just like Charlie. <laughs> a Keener?
3: Oh what? She's a Keener.
2: Is that a Canadian word? Yes. <laughs> is that a metric system term? <laughs> uh,
0: how many miles does she, Wendy?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Kilometers. Keener is just like somebody who's like very eager, very ambitious, very wanting to like get the thing, do the thing.
2: She's overzealous. Yes. Okay. I like keener. Yeah, that's a good one. Keener. Nah, that's my vocab.
0: Vocab word of the day. <laughs>
1: it's my it's um, dialect. Mock it all you
0: want.
1: Keener. Speaking of boundaries, then uh, Becca goes on Facebook and finds like one of, or no, and Pip goes on Facebook and goes on Becca's
0: profile and finds her friend. <laughs> finds like her best friend from five years ago. And she's like, you know what? Becca was really not okay with me talking to her. I should talk to the next best thing. Like, talk to her BFF. Like, girl, get a hobby. Like, go outside. Stalker vibes.
1: Like, I like the description. We talk a bit about Fairview, how the school has changed since she left while the teachers are still there. And then in a few minutes, I steered the conversation back to my project. I'm like, you were just very guided towards this project, girl. She really doesn't have, like, any boundaries.
0: She really doesn't. I, I feel like sometimes when I'm reading this, I get, like, secondhand embarrassment for her.
1: Me too. She probably needs to pass that English credit so she can graduate and get her yeah, diploma. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice. basically what Vision Quest was. Like, if you didn't pass, like, you didn't graduate.
0: was not she just pick something easier like making a cake?
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. A uh, Oompa Loompa trio. I don't know. Or learning to play an instrument. I don't know.
0: Learning to play violin would be much easier than this. And less dangerous. (laughs)
3: Less dangerous.
0: True. (laughs) Yeah. So she schedules an interview with Jess because um, she has no boundaries at all. Mm Mm-mm. Jess says that the Bell family was, like, dysfunctional, and she makes a point to say, you know, people usually use that in, like, a cutesy, like, oh, we're just, like, a dysfunctional family thing, but, like, no, they were actually, like, something was wrong.
1: Because Mr. Bell was a misogynist, that's what he was. He basically treated them like crap and was like, why don't you look good, like, with your weight and your makeup and all that stuff. Not a good look, dad
0: super shallow and continuously put his wife and daughters down and everyone would always laugh about it but it was just like awkward uh Jess was like it just happened so frequently that it was weird like it didn't seem like an inside joke kind of thing It sounded more Mm -hmm. like he was harassing everyone
1: it kind of like made Andy care about looks and everything like that and kind of go more focus on that and kind of thrive off that and I guess that's why she's kind of a bitch.
0: And then Becca basically like internalized it, and that's why she went more of like the self harm route.
3: Yeah. And the
0: dad turned
3: everything into a competition. Yeah. Especially between the sisters. If one girl did something good, the other one got put down. This does feel like
1: a young adult, like teen Netflix binge, like series, I feel like. <laughs> The more that we're talking about it, the more I'm like visioning it. I
2: want this to happen. It's a nice,
1: like you know, background scenario.
2: It's also another exact plot from the new Pretty Little (laughs) Liars.
3: Are you (laughs) serious? Yes. (laughs) Are you wondering if the author was watching it while while she was writing? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's like two twins. There's two twin sisters, and their dad's a cop, dirty cop, who is a predator, (laughs) and they always compete with each other because he's a misogynist.
1: Oh, my goodness. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. There's
0: enough similarities to be suspect.
1: I went, wait, what came first? So this book was in... Tw- okay, there's dates of 2019 on here. And I guess like this book was written in 2020. When is this new series of Pretty Little Liars?
2: The series, I think it came out in 2020 or 2021.
1: Oh, my so- gosh. Ooh. It came out, like, the same time. It's <laughs> just weird. There had been to been some... Like, they probably had to connect in some way. Like, hey... We got the same premise going on, or similar.
2: Imagine if, like, Holly Jackson, like, helped write it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I probably wouldn't be surprised. Apparently, didn't we talk about, that like, she was, like, into true crime? And, like, she's very much into true crime, and that's what kind of inspired this book. I can
0: see that. I think that's what Rainer said. Yeah. And Jess also lets slip that Max Hastings, or Hastings,
2: which one? Hastings. It's also a name of a pretty little liar in the original.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure Holly Jackson, she definitely watched Pretty Little Liars. Let's put that down. Spencer
2: Hastings, yeah.
3: Just saying. Huh. We need to keep track of how many, like, similarities to Pretty Little Liars there is in this book, and then, like, total it at the end. Three
2: so far? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like three or four. Huh.
0: I mean, that's still, like, too many, I feel like. (laughs) She says that Max was, like, very close to Andy at a party, like, so close that Jess kind of thought that they were dating. Pip is like, that's really weird, but I looked on his Facebook and I couldn't find anything, but I did also find out that um, he keeps his normal Facebook clean for, like, colleges and jobs and such, and he has his personal Facebook, which is, like, super private, and and the name is Nancy Tango Tits. (laughs) It took me a
1: while to, like, read that out in my head, because I was looking at Tango Tits, and I'm like, what does that say? Tango Tangotis?
2: Me too, outside was like, ting- ting- t- t- Tits. <laughs> oh my god, wait, guys, I have to say this really quick. I looked up if she had a connection to Pretty Little Liars, and she says it's one of her favorite shows. Like
3: that. that makes sense. <laughs> that explains a lot.
0: <laughs> wow. That'd be like if I wrote a book, and half of the book was about Bob's Burgers. <laughs> That would actually be a great book. I'm going (laughs) to write that. Huh.
2: Anyway, I just had to say that.
0: No, I mean, that was actually really important.
3: No, this is helpful. It explained a lot.
0: (laughs) It does, because otherwise we're just like, what is happening? So uh, Pip puts him on the list because, like, he kind of has, like, suspect stuff now. And then she goes to his house. Because she has no boundaries. And no concern for her personal safety.
1: Right. She's in front of his mom, too. And she's like, can you tell me about Andy Bell? And he's like, what the fuck? Like, be
0: quiet. He's like, come up to my room now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she really has no boundaries, doesn't care about personal safety, just, you know, bringing up hot topics that nobody wants to discuss. Hush, hush.
0: (laughs) So Max is like, yo, Andy and I were like only acquaintances, and there's the whole line that he says where uh, Pip is interrogating him. And he's like, uh, "You do you think you're a real cop? Like, what's happening? And I was like, honestly, Max, same. Like, yeah. I'm also thinking that. Also,
1: she fi- he, she finds a nude photo of Andy. Mostly in, nude.
0: Like... She's wearing undies.
1: Yes, mostly nude. And there's a red tile floor. Again, details. There's a red tile floor in the back, in, like at the picture, because it's like a selfie at or is it like a reflection in the mirror or something like that that she's taking up up?
2: I th- I th- kind of thought it was like a picture of the mirror. If it's a sketchy motel girl, too much pretty little liar. <laughs> <laughs> is that also pretty little liar? There's a yeah, sketchy motel. Damn.
3: <laughs> all right, so that's, that's four all... now. Almost new photo, <laughs> topless photo?
2: I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> God, she basically wrote
0: pretty little liars. Is it Pretty Little <laughs> Liar or Liars?
2: Liars. There's multiple liars, yeah. There's so many liars.
0: <laughs> Max says that he found the pic laying around at school. He's like, that's not mine. Like, she didn't give it to me. And he um, kept it. <laughs> he's like, we were not romantically evolved, but, you know, I kept it because, like, she's hot and I'm a teenage boy who likes to jerk it. Didn't say yeah. all that, but, I mean.
1: Obviously, he hasn't grown up in his taste of women because he still has that picture lying around. Like, well, it's also,
0: like, behind a bunch of stuff. So, it might have been tacked okay. up before and then... He put other stuff over it. I just find it weird. If he, like, lives with his parents, why would he publicly tack up a picture of, like, a mostly... Yeah, There's no
1: way he does his laundry. His mom definitely does his yeah, laundry.
2: She's seen oh. it, and she just doesn't... She's too afraid to confront him about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe she's afraid of him. Gross. She's, like, getting the
2: laundry, and she, like, purposely puts it under the stack. She's like, I don't She's
0: care. like, why are all your socks so hard? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, that's nasty. Are they so crusty? (laughs) I could break one in half. (laughs) No. Oh, God, if I ever have a son. Uh, Max is like, we were not romantically involved, but I did buy drugs from her. He says that he doesn't know her dealer, um, and he doesn't continue to buy drugs in Fairview. So kind of a dead end, but also like an interesting tidbit. Chapter 17 is just Pip convincing her friends to go
2: to a party. That's, like, weird for Pip. Can we go to a
0: calamity party?
2: She just wants to go to the party to get intel.
1: Yeah, she wants to go (laughs) undercover. I'm like, you're just going to a party as yourself. You're not going undercover.
2: She, like, doesn't want to admit that she, like, like is going to a party. She's like, I don't do that. This is for an investigation.
0: I think it's funny because all of her friends are like, that's really weird for you to want to do. And she's like, no, it would be... Fun. Great. Let's go. It's a group of six of them. I'm surprised that they don't go to parties or anything like
1: that. But I mean, like, maybe this just... Oh,
0: well, I mean, the book is called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Like, Pip's kind of like a giant dweeb. That's like her whole mm-hmm. MO. She's a goody-good.
2: I get I relate. Is she? Also, a goody-good wouldn't do what she does. No. She's using this project as an excuse to branch out.
0: I think <laughs> she might be. I don't know.
3: I mean, if you're going to branch out, you might as well get a good grade. Exactly.
0: You might as well get hardcore into a murder. (laughs) She's like, I got to graduate high school. (laughs) (laughs) We get to chapter 18, which starts with a little cute montage about her getting ready for the party with Kara and Lauren. Her dad's like, please do something irresponsible.
1: (laughs) I like how, uh, what was it, like one of her parents says, like, have fun at your kilometer party. And I was laughing
3: because I was kilometer.
0: thinking about Wendy.
3: <laughs> a small part of me was kilometer thinking about party. Brittany reading that line.
0: <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny because they got the word wrong, but then I got mad that it was kilometer.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a trigger word.
0: Um so they get to the party and it's literally the scene from Mean Girls uh when uh <laughs> Lindsay Lohan goes to the party and she's as an ex-wife. Yeah, and she's dressed up like it's supposed to be like like a fun party but like you know kids are smoking and drinking and like there's people like making out everywhere. I also want to know if she likes Mean Girls cuz I'm getting a lot of mean girl vibe from from this
2: too. She probably it's probably one of her favorite movies. I hope so.
0: Yeah, it should be everyone's
2: <laughs> favorite movie. <laughs>
0: She watches everyone for, like, ten minutes, and she's like, hmm, no one's up to anything. And then she's like, ha, huh, if I was up to anything nefarious, I would be a smoker. So she goes outside to, like, see the kids that smoke, I guess.
1: Yeah, because that's where all the rebels are, and all the drug dealers are outside smoking.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I just thought that was really interesting, like, for stereotyping, but... That kind of gave yeah. me, like, a whole freaking geeks vibe. You know, just like this one. Yeah.
0: Over. She fakes most... Oh sorry. She fake smokes pot with uh Steven Thompson or Timpson. And she fails at speaking the urban dictionary too. I don't know like she's like you have some Mary Jane. Oh god. <laughs> if this
1: was like on an episode of a Netflix series, I probably would fast forward through this part cuz how awkward
0: it is. <laughs> it was very cringe.
1: <laughs> yes, very cringe.
2: Oh, I hate second secondhand cringe
0: yeah
3: yeah wacky Blaster roach. <laughs> skunk giggle smoke hippie lettuce giggle smoke. some
0: herb the doob
2: hippie let i like hippie lettuce
0: hippie that's good. lettuce that's, good. that's so funny i didn't i've never heard of some of these before i was like is people some people call pot this that's the hippie lettuce
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> hear that in a country accent <laughs> that was flawless Catherine.
3: good job <laughs> <laughs> the southern in me.
2: I don't know about those people smoking the hippie latest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the Texas and Izzy. Oh, yeah, you're from Texas. <laughs> the one that I've never heard
3: was uh, Skunk a Ganja.
2: Oh, Ganja? Ganja. I've heard Ganja. Yeah, smoke the Ganja. Not Skunk. I've never heard people call it Skunk,
0: but I've also, but I do know and I have heard that like bad pot smells skunky. Oh, yeah. It smells like piss. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, I could kind of put two and two together and figure that out, but <laughs> hippie lettuce. I never heard of that one. I've definitely
1: heard hippie
3: lettuce, like somewhere.
0: <laughs> so
3: funny. <laughs> you live in Colorado, Catherine. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, Catherine probably <gasps> says all these in her vocab. <laughs> she goes into a dispensary and she's like, You got that hippie lettuce? <laughs> That's what everybody says. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Is he? You live there for a bit. Yeah.
2: If you go, if you go into a dispensary and you say I want pot, they go what? What's that?
1: <laughs> it's the hippie lettuce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got any Mary
2: Jane?
1: <laughs> they probably kick us out. Like if you said that, like,
2: get they're up. like, are you a cop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, it's it's legal. <laughs> well, you know, like the undercover underage cop.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
2: True sting operation. Because you do uh, have
0: to check your ID still. You go in. Do you have to be eighteen or twenty one to buy pot? Is it twenty one? Twenty one.
3: Twenty one. In Canada, you have to be nineteen in every province, but Quebec, you can buy at eighteen.
0: Did I ask oh. about Canada? You asked the question. <laughs> Pots legal <That's> here. True. <laughs> Just like that's true. <laughs> I was I was talking to the Americans. <laughs> We find out that
1: Stephen is buying weed from a dealer named Howie, which mm-hmm. I thought was like a really weird name for a dealer, but okay, Howie. <laughs> I always want to say Howie Mandel too, so that's like what I picture in this.
2: I know, that's exactly what I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that dealer's just a fan- big fan of Howie Mandel, so like, I'm going to go by Howie.
3: <laughs> I mean, it was either that, that or Backstreet Boys just say it. Backstreet's back.
0: Pip is like, well, what's his phone number? I can get dope from him. And uh, Steven obviously doesn't want to, like, give out his phone number because he's, like, dealing illegal drugs. Uh, But he's like, you know, like, I can give you a discount. He's, like, being kind of creepy and gross. And Pip's like, no. And she's like, actually, on second thought, like, give me your phone and I'll give you my number. So she goes to, like, Howie's contact and, like, takes a picture of it because he's dumb and high. And then there's, like, a creepy interaction where it's, like, almost sexual assault yeah but it's not
1: (laughs) and she basically escapes and goes back to the party or i guess like goes home
0: yeah it says like she goes inside but she doesn't like see where her friends are and then it just like kind of goes to the next log so i guess you're just supposed to assume like she went home and everything was fine i guess i also forgot to say that like pip asks um steven where Howie lives but steven's like i don't know but i buy out of like this random parking lot
1: Oh, at the train station, mm-hmm. like at the end of the parking lot where there's no cameras, and I'm like, "Oh, how safe of you!"
0: Again, no regard for personal safety.
1: <laughs>
0: nope.
1: And that's basically basically what Pip does in the next chapter. She sits out in her car alone
2: mm-hmm.
1: at the parking lot, watching for this Howie guy to show up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No mace, no nothing. She reads a book though, so you know she got something to
0: do. She's got her priorities. <laughs>
1: and then uh then he actually shows up in this like green jacket with orange lining i thought that was a very interesting detail that kept Mm. being repeated Mm -hmm. what i thought was really stupid and again she has like no awareness for her personal safety she's like i just want to make sure this is the guy and she calls the number and i'm like (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) like don't do it
0: like she doesn't restrict her number or anything (laughs)
1: No, she just calls it, like, uh, what is it, star 69 was yeah. the old way that you could, like, hide your phone number?
2: Does that still work?
1: I wonder.
0: Catherine, can I call you?
1: Sure. Are you going to do it right now? <laughs> yeah. Brittany is
3: actually testing this for herself, people. <laughs> okay.
2: I, I did that all the time. Same.
0: Catherine, what's your phone number? Oh. I can edit it out.
2: Okay. Oh,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I just remember doing that to CVS all the time and Pizza Hut. I remember one time I went to the Walgreens and they're like, we're gonna track your number. And I'm like, no, you're not.
0: (gasps) It told me that it couldn't connect to your phone. So I don't think star 69 works
2: anymore. Damn, that's so sad. Kids these days don't know the joy. I'm sure there's a new way to do that.
1: (laughs) It's apps basically. You can get like an app and you can like have a fake phone number through the app and contact people.
2: Yeah, it's just not as fun.
1: It isn't fun, because I think it's just a texting app, but that's what all the catfish do.
2: (laughs) Hmm. Not fun. R.I.P. Star 69. Right? (laughs) Moment of silence.
0: She also sees Stanley Forbes apparently having the end of an argument with Howie, which is pretty interesting. He says, this is the last time.
1: That's what I have in quotes.
0: Either maybe Howie, like, has something on him, and he's, like, trying to pay him off, or he's, like, buying drugs, and he's... Like you're raising your race and I'm mad or I need to stop buying drugs. There's something that's up with him
1: and Andy. Yeah. It's something with the investigation. Totally know it. It's right there. And then he does a drug kit like a drug deal with a random kid and she's like taking the photos.
0: Yeah. Um, she follows him to his house, uh, because that's a safe thing to do, and he happens to live yeah. off the road that Andy's car was found on. And then she dun, k- dun, calls dun. Robbie. Um, And then we kind of segue neatly into the next chapter, chapter 20, where um, Ravi, or sorry, she tells Ravi about Howie and Sal's interview. They go up to his house and they realize that the license plate of Howie's car matches the note on Sal's phone, which is sus. Then Pip suspects that uh, they were probably arguing about drugs in the days leading up to her murder. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that maybe, like, he found out. Well, apparently Sal was, like, super straight edge and, like, hated drugs, so I'm sure that was, like, an issue in their relationship. What I think happened, and again, this is just me
1: speculating, I think he had the license plate number down because maybe he saw Andy with him one time, like, communicating, maybe, like, getting, like, corresponding with drugs or something, and... He saw that, and he was like, "Oh, let me just like take this license plate number down." And then he confronted her with it, maybe like leading up to her disappearance, and that's how they fought. That's yeah. my speculation. I feel like a detective in this. This is why it's really fun.
2: <laughs> You're turning into Pip. You are I'm turning into
0: Pip. <laughs> <laughs> they barged their way into Howie's house with the pho- using the photos that Pip took as blackmail. Like, if you don't answer our questions, we're gonna show these photos to the police. And he's like, uh, okay, yeah, like, come in. Howie confirms that Andy was working for him. Uh, she basically walked up to him in the parking lot and was like, hey, I can get you access to a crowd of people that you wouldn't normally have access to, because, yeah, how else is he gonna have access to high schoolers if he doesn't know a high schooler? And he's like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. And he gave her a burner phone and, like, explicitly told her to use co- code for everything so they wouldn't get caught. Um, and he also knew that she hid drugs in a loose floorboard in her closet at her parents' house.
1: And I didn't realize
0: this until I took notes last
1: night, but I put it in red bold. He mentions he didn't know how she knew where like where he sold. So she found out. It made me wonder, like, did someone tell her or how did she find out about him selling drugs? And why is she all of a sudden interested in doing this now? Yeah. So it made me just curious, like, is this part of the investigation? Mm-hmm. I, or is this part of the case? I don't know. I just, I, I'm a little suspicious about
0: that. It's always interesting to try to figure out which details are relevant and which are red herrings. I have no idea.
1: Mm. I, it's really fun. It's like solving a puzzle.
0: Howie says that she sold weed, ecstasy, ketamine, and roofies, the date rape drug. Um, And he also says that Max was buying roofies off of Andy. And I was like, what? And then that's when I, he became like suspect number one on my list. I was like, that seems weird. Cause like, I didn't know very many high schoolers who were into like roofies.
2: I didn't know any. (laughs) I didn't know. Well, he seems like, you know, kind of like a dirt bag. So
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) i don't know like the more that we get to know max the more i'm like how is he friends with these people like with naomi and sal and i don't know but we don't really know about the other two characters but with who we know so far i'm sitting there and i'm like i don't know sal just feels like he was like he was like a well-known kid but like super smart and not like super cocky or anything like that he just seemed like a really good kid how did he become friends with someone that's like kind of trash
0: yeah yeah he also says that they met about once a week to exchange, like, drugs and money, which, I mean, that would make sense. Um, he gets really angry when Pip asks if they were romantically involved, and she's like, it's weird and suspicious that he would get defensive about that. And I'm like, is it that weird for him to get defensive of you accusing him of being sexual with a 15-year-old? Like, I don't think that's weird. Yeah, that that's a big accusation yeah and she also like yeah. makes it a point to ask him like multiple times so i'm like yeah no i would also be getting pissy if someone was like asking me if i was having sex with a 15 year old i'd be like fuck no like stop yeah
1: they're like okay we should probably go and he's like delete those photos and mm-hmm. she does it and they leave Mm-hmm. does it
0: yeah and then she recovers the photos after after they leave she's so tech savvy <laughs> yeah I'd be like, well, they're gone forever. Kids these days.
2: Like, where where does she learn all this stuff? The internet, TikTok. YouTubes.
0: Reddit. The internet. It's all those code vaccines giving them antlers on their heads. They have 5G going straight to their brains. We are breathing in 5G. Oh my god. I know. Isn't that wild to think about? Wait, don't turn Catherine onto this. She asks us to stop.
1: Y'all, I don't know what y'all you guys are talking about. To be honest,
0: cause think about it, where is the internet, Catherine? It's in the air. You're breathing in the internet.
2: We are the internet.
0: The internet is going through you. This is like
3: an Inception moment I'm having right now. Like I'm a kind of freaked out.
0: You're constantly exposed to the internet.
3: I've, have you been offered the red pill or the blue pill yet, Catherine?
0: I took both. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> i can't <laughs> we get to the next log and she's like i really should be focusing on applying to colleges but nah i'm gonna keep researching this because this is the best use of my time okay girlfriend <laughs> um how gave an alibi that he was drunk and passed out on his couch the night that uh andy was killed and
2: that's such a horrible alibi by the way
0: yeah pip's like that's not a good alibi because no one can vouch for you i guess Um, And she's like, Andy could also have ruined him by turning him in for drug dealing. And she's like, and it's possible that they were in a romantic relationship. I'm like, I really don't think that's... No,
1: I don't really think he's the suspect. I feel like that's too obvious, the drug dealer being the suspect. I do think he knows some things, but I don't think he's the suspect.
0: I just think it's weird that she's hooked on them possibly being sexual. I don't know what part of that conversation made her think that... She hasn't watched enough true crime to know. She hasn't.
1: She's not really a detective. She's just, like, an amateur.
2: She she probably hasn't watched Pretty Little Liars.
1: Yeah, she hasn't yet.
0: <laughs> She's like, this guy got defensive when I asked him if he was banging this hot 15-year-old. He must be a suspect. And it's like, no, he could just be a person. doesn't want to have sex with a kid. There are people like that out there.
1: Yeah, there are. Yeah, they exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we get into chapter... Wait, chapter 21, right?
0: Yeah, basically the only thing... The thing that she leaves this um, log with is that she wants to find the burner phone. uh, Because she thinks it could have more information.
1: Because she got that creepy text that says... stupid bitch! Leave this alone while you still can. Oh, wait, no, that's... (laughs) That's... Never mind. I think I wrote my chapters wrong.
0: There's so much of this section.
1: Shit. Yeah, there's so much. Sorry, guys. I'm, like, lost...
2: This book proves that I could never be a detective. There's too much information.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she has dinner with her family and gets that scary text from an unknown number.
1: Well, that's when she, like, wakes up in the middle of the night after that text because she's like, I need to find that burner phone because, like, I think it's, like, the first time she's, like, now really kind of freaked out about her safety. And she's like, well, I can't go to the police and tell them that I've been looking into this investigation because I'm a kid and they probably won't believe me with the things that I have. And I need this burner phone as like hard proof that like what I'm looking into is legit.
0: So she's like, the logical conclusion here is I'm gonna break into the bell house.
1: Which is not logical at all, girl.
0: Like (laughs) Like, no boundaries. (laughs) So she breaks in the house with Robbie, uh somehow convinces him into doing it with her. They get a spare key from like some wind chimes, I guess. And they're like using gardening gloves to make sure that they're not getting prints on anything. Chapter 23, um, they have a interaction with a black cat, which I wanted to point out because I have a black cat and they're really sweet little babies. They hear like some pitter pattering upstairs and like, oh shit, someone's still here. And like a cat comes and they're like, oh, a cat. And Robbie's like apparently really freaked out about cats, which is funny. I would probably just want to pet it after that and be like, hi,
1: kitty. <laughs> like, let's play.
0: Same. I'd be like, actually, let's forget why we were here and hang out with this cat. <laughs> there's a note that there's some stuff, like, sitting on one of the banisters uh, of the stairs. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, someone's gonna come back for that. Um, So they go to Andy's room. Uh, They don't find...
1: They find the floorboard,
0: but there's nothing in it. The empty
1: floorboard that Howie mentioned. But they find, like her planner, which I was like, ooh. I mean, mm-hmm. I get why they wouldn't take it, but they basically take screenshots of it, which
2: is smart, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, there's just another pretty little liar thing.
3: So, is that what they do? <laughs> so we're up to five now.
2: Allison hides stuff in the floorboard. Yeah, and then there's actually another one, the unknown number texting you. That's the whole premise. To six? Wow. <laughs> we're up to
1: six. Wow. wait is this just one
2: season or like the entire series i mean yeah but most of them are just main ideas you know the whole thing Hmm. interesting
0: becca comes back to get her stuff uh and andy or not andy uh pip and robbie like freak out and hide in her closet and becca's like oh no the cat's in andy's room like the cat's not supposed to be in andy's room um and then she leaves so close call
1: it's easy to get these names mixed up because there's so many freaking people in this
2: book, like... I know, and I'm, I'm already bad with names, so half the time I'm like, same. Is that? <laughs> in my
1: notes, I have P and R going into this house, and A is, like, a drug dealer. <laughs> I don't even know their names. I just know their initials.
0: The next log is basically her just talking about uh, the planner and, like, mm-hmm. the pictures of the planner. There's a note that says Fat Da Silva three O and... It's like, oh, she's keeping score, I guess, of like her beef with Nat Da Silva. Um, she has some meetings notated like T S at seven thirty and I was like, Oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's what I thought too. <laughs> <laughs> it was like T.S. what album. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you're meeting with Taylor? Like tell T Swift I said hi.
1: What was T S again? It was um Train, train station.
0: station. Can I read you all my notes? It says, some meetings like TS at 7.30, Taylor Swift with four question marks, and then right under it, it says, oh, train station.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's so many little abbreviations. Like, what's HH? Like, stop. Just write it out.
1: Howie something? (laughs) Howie's
2: house. Like, who does that? Nobody.
0: And then she has one that's like Roman numeral four or IV at eight.
1: I just think of, like, a literal IV, like, sticking into (laughs) your, like, body. That's what I thought, too.
0: You go get my IVs done. (laughs) Um, And there's also a phone number that's, like, kind of crossed out, and Pip tried, like, all these combinations of the numbers it could be, and it's basically a dead end.
1: And then Ravi sends her information about, like, what he looked up for IV, and he comes up with, like, two things, and it was Imperial Vault Nightclub and then Ivy House Inn. I I like how... Um, Holly Jackson is very specific about like places and things like in our current culture because she's like Pip looked this up in TripAdvisor and it's like all formal and everything like that and I'm like oh how are you getting paid for this ad Holly?
2: <laughs> yeah it's like girl just she's googling it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. But she finds a photo in one of the reviews and it's the same bathroom like tile flooring.
0: That's in that nude photo.
1: Yeah in Andy's photo and so
0: they're like, we're going to go to the
1: IV house. There you go.
0: So they go to the inn and they have a meeting with an old lady who's convinced that she saw Andy recently. I think she's telling the truth. My notes were like, is she alive? Suddenly a ghost story. And then the next thing down is like, no, just Alzheimer's.
1: No, I think she's <laughs> telling the truth because I think Andy's alive. Like I said in my last in the last episode cuz i think andy's alive.
2: I think she's definitely uh, definitely alive cuz it's a pretty large thing too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I keep putting down like Andy's disappearance, not Andy's murder cuz I'm like she's not dead you guys, she's alive. She's just hiding.
2: Yep, just like Allison from Lars.
0: I'm kind of starting to think she might be alive, so I guess we'll see.
1: I think she donated blood and saved the blood, and that's how they used it for the trunk in the, <laughs> in the
0: crime scene. You donate to the Red, Cro- Red Cross, and you're like, hey, can I actually have that back?
1: Can I get that back and just <laughs> stage my own murder? That's maybe what Ivy is for. Oh, my God, wait. That happened. That happened, too.
2: Wait, really? They had a blood drive at the school, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the person that, like, A, that texts them stole their blood and put it on a murder... <laughs>
1: Dang, I've never even watched Pretty, I've, I've only seen like the first episode of Pretty Little Liars when it first came out like in 2008 or 2009
2: and that was it, so. I've seen it three times, so I'm like very versed, well versed.
0: I'm getting a feeling that's all she watches. That's the only kind of media she consumes. <laughs> no, the,
2: there was two TV shows on this article and it was Pretty Little Liars and Riverdale.
1: Oh my god, don't even get me started on Riverdale. God. I'm not
2: sure about her taste after I saw that she likes Riverdale. <laughs>
0: So they find out that there's no database for, like, past people who stayed at the inn. That is not good record-keeping. Just saying. Anyway. They rule out How- Howie, oh my god, I can't say his name, as, like, a person of interest because he lives by himself, so he wouldn't need a hotel room to hook up with a 15-year-old. But I'm still, like, hooked on the fact that she thought that they were romantically involved. I don't know. The chapter ends with... Them seeing Max talking to Howie, which is, like, another twist about Max being weird. And I was, like, definitely my number one suspect at this point. I'm not shocked. But I don't think he's a suspect. Well, but he explicitly said that he's, like, not buying any more drugs. That's just weird.
1: Well, I think he purposely lied. Well, yeah. You don't accidentally lie. (laughs) I don't know. I just... Or... I'm not, this is, my my brain hurts. I'm trying to like.
2: Strategically lied.
1: Okay. (laughs) I just don't think he's a suspect. I think he's just a moron and I think he (laughs) just lied because he didn't want to tell her about Howie because the Steven guy didn't want to say anything either. So I think that's just the only reason. I don't think he's a suspect. I think he's just an obnoxious moron.
2: He's too stupid to get away with it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he would literally get caught in the middle of the crime
0: like yeah.
1: I feel okay. like they really, what are you doing
0: <laughs> okay okay I mean y'all have some good points so at the beginning of the, her next log she says like Max, Max has lied twice about Andy has that naked pick, he's close to Sal and apparently like definitely close to Andy he bought roofies from her and knows Howie so like he's definitely a person a serious person of interest at this point Um, so she decides to follow the Roofy trail which is not a trail I would recommend that you follow but you do you Naomi says that she hasn't heard of any people getting like dealing with uh spiked drinks at the parties her persons of interest list um has Jason not bolded which is a move down for him Max is like extra bolded and Howie is not bolded so he's coming across as like number one suspect now her next log she asked Emma and Chloe about drink spiking at the parties and Emma says that she heard maybe a drink spiking spike but people just got like really fucked up so like who knows what happened Chloe says that she didn't hear about any drink spiking but sometimes girls just say that when they get drunk and then have hookups that they regret which I was like that's a little problematic but okay And she emails some people claiming to be a reporter for CNN, and I wanted to know, is this legal? Because I looked it up, and there's not a
2: straightforward answer on if that's legal or illegal to impersonate a reporter. I don't know. I feel like anyone could be a reporter, right? It's not like a licensed thing. So she kind of could be a reporter. Freelance. For the project. That's true.
1: She'd be like, I'm an intern for CNN, you know, and like, this is what I'm doing.
2: She's like, I was going to send this story to CNN, and hello. (laughs)
0: It just seems weird. I don't know. I feel like she's just, she keeps taking, like, more drastic steps in this.
1: I feel like these people are so stupid, like, responding to her. Well, the people that don't respond to her are probably smart, but the people that do respond...
0: She doesn't have a CNN email. (laughs) Right? Exactly. It's
2: their own fault if they think she's actually a CNN reporter.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, we do find out, though,
1: that, like, it was Natalie that was roofied at, like, she was one of the people that got roofied at one of the parties, mm-hmm. and then we also find out from another person that someone else, like a friend of theirs, they didn't want to name the person what
0: was reviewed as well. I think the friend was Natalie. That's my theory.
1: That's what I originally thought too, but then like, I don't know, when I reread it for notes, I was like, is it? Like, Maybe I mean, it could be. I just don't know. But what really got me was the girl that went to talk about it Because she apparently was, like, so messed up that she couldn't speak, she couldn't move, she was basically paralyzed, and they had to, like, carry her to her dad's car, which, Mm -hmm. that's, like, a big thing. And then the next day, she went to go talk to the police about it, but a young officer dismissed her. If that was Natalie, why would, like her own brother dismissed her because i think that police officer is freaking daniel de silva again my number one suspect i think he's the murderer but anyway
2: (laughs) he is a recurring kind of background like not too like in the front you know there you go i get what you're saying
1: i don't know i'm not like a detective or anything but like i mean
0: neither is (laughs) pip in
1: cases i feel like this is a common thing i think like It happened in the Idaho case recently. People were, like, always, like, telling, oh, it's this guy, it's this guy, and we come to find out, no, they found another dude completely, like, they never mentioned him in the beginning, so I feel like this is, like, something like that, like, Hmm. in the background, we really don't know him, Mm -mm. he's the number one suspect.
0: Chapter 25, Pip uses Kara again because I guess that's what you do with your best friend um, to get passwords for Naomi's Facebook to see Nancy Tango Tits page. And Kara says that Naomi has like the same password for everything and she doesn't see an issue giving Pip that information. I'm like, okay, well now she has a password for like her bank. I know. (laughs) You need to change that, Naomi. (laughs) Her social media. It's just like, okay, that's fine. She gets on Naomi's Facebook page and looks at max's page and it's just like party pics for years but then (laughs) go ahead (laughs) well then she's like whatever
1: and she goes to sleep and then she wakes up because she's like wait a minute and then she goes back to a photo and it's like the four friends max naomi millie and jake and they're like in the distance and she's like who's taking the
0: picture she uses photoshop to enhance the photo and sees the time on Naomi's phone and it's a picture from the night that Andy was killed Um, and it says like 1203 or something and she also sees 1209 whatever same thing
3: (laughs) can I just interject here as a designer yes depending on the device that was used when the picture was taken and uploaded that has a, a pretty set resolution and if it's bigger than what Facebook allowed at the time it automatically gets compressed now, taking a photo from Facebook into Photoshop, you get the compressed version. It's already at, like, web resolution, unless you're clever like I am, and you do extra steps that were not written in this book. She just called us dumb. So- <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to take that? No. So, like, so by uploading this into Photoshop and then sharpening it, You're not going to get that good quality. And then when she prints this out, unless she, like, you know, did that stupid trope of, like, enhance, enhance, which is technically inaccurate.
0: She's going to make it really grainy.
3: Yeah, that's what I, like, envisioned. It's going to get really grainy and hard to read. So, like, this part is not realistic. And I'm saying this because I've been designing for 10 years.
0: (laughs) I know Photoshop, like, the back of my hand. (laughs) I was thinking, too, like, I took, um graphic design in high school and learning Photoshop was very difficult and not something I could just like download and do.
3: Yeah. The way that I learned Photoshop was I, you, I started with photography as a whole and using graphic design principles to learn Photoshop. I first learned how to edit photos by using a very structured process given to me by my professor and learned how to manipulate everything in that situation, and then I graduated into using Photoshop for other things, like building GIFs, um, before uh, XD became a thing, Photoshop was also used to develop website designs, but in this instance, what would have been done is, unless, uh, she knew, like, an, imp- like, implied knowledge on how to very carefully blow up a picture without sacrificing too much resolution, it would not have worked in this instance because what the sharpening tool does especially on like these like grainy cell phones at the time is it manipulates the pixels but after too much manipulation it sort of like grains out and gets
1: crumbly Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. so it's just like a really
1: blurry picture i'm sure like like i just envisioned like a really like dark picture because i'm assuming like if it's a party they're in a basement it's not fully lit in the daytime it's at night so it's already grainy anyway from, like, a cell phone in 2014, mm-hmm. which, think about it, like, iPhone 5. Exactly. At the same time, too, it's dark. And I can just imagine, like, a giant, like, blob, but you can kind of see, like, 1209, but not, like, super clear as day, like, the way yeah. that they were saying it.
3: Yeah. Like, realistically, this would not have worked yeah. out because, like, like, the ISO setting, which is light sensitivity, would not be... Uh, correct the exposure would be way too low and like you said Catherine, like iphone 5 6 they had shite night cameras (laughs) remember those (laughs) days with the nice iphone quality
0: yeah i was kind of thinking that this was like a way oversimplified
3: yeah like this part is just way too oversimplified and technically inaccurate
0: yeah i suspected just based on like what i knew about photoshop but you explaining that out definitely is like
3: and when she prints it out Like, even on, like, office printers, like, just like your average at-home printer, the recommended resolution for printing literally anything is 300 dpi, which is dots per inch. And you can change that setting in Photoshop. You can shrink a photo down, but you can't blow it back up. Because what that does is it removes pixels, it removes Mm -hmm. information. So, in order to even get a remotely clear picture, she would have had to cut that down even further, and the information would have been lost. Yeah.
2: Why is she printing this out? It was like, make a Google Doc or something, girl.
3: Yeah, show it on your phone. What year are we it's in? It's 2019. <laughs>
1: show it on your phone. I remember doing, I was doing that in 2019. What were y'all doing in 2019?
2: Yeah, not printing. Trying to
3: get my life together? <laughs> yeah, I know, right before the pandemic. Ah. <laughs> <Like.
2: laughs>
0: uh. Yeah, but she sees uh, Sal's blue shirt in the reflection of the photo. So she's like, oh, it's like evidence that Sal didn't do it. So her, she so- shows a pic to Ravi, and they do a reenactment of the kidnap and murder. And they time it out for if Sal had left at 1210.
1: 1215.
0: Yeah, they were like, okay, that's... Sorry. Pret- I don't know. I don't read. I don't know how to read. <laughs> And if he got back to his parents' house at, like, 12.50, and the time of, like, doing everything took longer than the allotted window, so they're like, oh. And they mentioned
2: that they she was in a deep hole. Yeah. that takes yeah.
1: A <laughs> Yes. Right, like, how said. do you have, like, what was it, like, 40 <laughs> minutes to uh, walk home, find, like, meet up with your girlfriend, potentially kill her, drive out to the woods, in the middle of the woods, dig up all hole bury her
2: huge hole Mm -hmm. yeah
1: drop off the car and casually walk home in 40
2: minutes that would take me like a solid five hours
1: yeah yeah (laughs) same and i wouldn't be sneaky about it at all i would be very obvious the entire Mm
0: -hmm. time like yeah same what She goes to a homework club with Kara, Naomi, and Max, and she kind of crashes it and uses it to interrogate Naomi and Max because she believes that she has definite proof that Sal didn't do it. Um, And she's like, I have this photo, and she shows them the photo, and she's like, you all need to tell me what's going on. And they basically admit that Sal was there like with them, and he didn't leave early. And it turns out that they pushed Sal under the bus because they got attacks from an unknown number on Monday, threatening to expose this hit and run that they were involved in, like, a few years ago. Where?
1: It was, like, that previous New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. So, it was, like, a few months before that disappearance oh, happened.
0: that makes sense. Um, Sal so wasn't with them, but they were all drunk, and they got in the car with Max driving, and I guess they, like, hit someone who was, like, walking in the street, and the guy didn't die, but he's, like, a paraplegic. Or like in a wheelchair or something. Um, so they all obviously carry like an incredible amount of
2: guilt from that. Isn't that movie like I know what you did last summer or something?
0: That's what I
1: was thinking exactly. in my head. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. Another one of Holly's favorites.
1: <laughs> uh, it that's like 1999, nice little ninety late nineties, early two thousands gem.
0: And basically Max took his car and like crashed it into a tree. And they, like, his parents just got on a new car because, like, he's rich. And well, I guess that's what rich people do.
1: They just don't question it. They just do it. They're
0: like, yeah. here
2: you go. Here's a car. You're like, oh, crash the car again. Here's a little insurance fraud. <laughs>
0: um. So they just swore not to tell anyone. So when they got that text, they all got, like, freaked out. They are like, the random number was just like, hey, if you don't blame the murder on Sal, then I'm gonna tell everyone about your hit and run. And they're like, oh shit. So they all uploaded their photos to Facebook around the same time, like within the same 30 minute window. Uh, cause they're all scared of shit, obviously. And Kara is begging Pip not to go to the police with the photo because they all think that's like definite evidence that will make Sal innocent, and making Sal innocent will make whoever texted them, like, come out with a hit-and-run thing. And Pip is like, I'm gonna protect y'all because y'all are, like, my family, but I still need to clear Sal's name. And that finally brings us to the end of this section. I
1: know. Thank you guys for, like, hanging in there, and... (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot.
2: (laughs) We appreciate our friends... Seriously. Murder is a heavy subject. You know,
1: right? As, as we can see with the Dexter photo in the background, because...
0: <laughs> mm, I love your photo. Um, is there anything that y'all want to plug before
2: we end our episode? My YouTube channel is SweetIzzy123. You ready to get check out. <laughs>
3: My name is Wendy. I am a graphic designer. I am a photographer, and I'm also an accessibility advocate. If you want to support a hard-of-hearing content creator, please check out my Instagram at designerwithfire. She has some great photos, guys.
0: Yeah, they're beautiful. I really like the uh, metal fox sculpture that you took a picture of.
3: I thought that one was really interesting. I took that at a place um, it's actually called Ontario Place, and it was at a winter festival, and I really like that one because it literally brought to life one of my favorite illustration styles. So, like, I couldn't say no, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's what inspires great art.
0: Hey, Editing Brittany here. I just got to, to the end of the episode and I realized that we must have gone on so long with this recording that we forgot to add our normal outro announcements. So, if you like what we do on the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us on platforms that allow that, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other things of that nature. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find me at BM Ross Music. You can find Catherine at Calflinch Flute. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Fiddle and Pipe. You can also find us on Facebook at Fiddle and Pipe Forum. And if you want to do more for, us and for the podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. On the 15th of every month we release a happy hour episode and in December we recorded our first live hosted on Zoom. And that is currently up on our $3 tier. And I'm going to plug a little sample of that here. Favorite book I've read for the year. Oof. Uh I have read okay, so I'm gonna stroke my own dick for a second. I've read Eighty-six books this year. You are
1: psychotic, but it's amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think, love it. I love it. I think I'm going to have a goal of reading hundred books next year.
2: Shit, Ugh, David was know.
0: making fun of me. He's like, "All you do is read," and I'm like, "And."
1: <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather be doing, though? It's like, would you I, rather like, have be like
0: I'm, on her phone not- all day? At least that's... I'm not outdoing cocaine. Like I could have a worse problem. True, true, true. Um, God, I don't know what the best book I've read this year is because I've read so many different kinds of books. Um,
1: I new on My Goodreads now. Damn it.
0: <laughs> uh, what has really stuck with me? Let me go on my phone because it's easier because it tells me the ones. Oh, I've are marked. you on your
1: laptop? That's why. Yeah.
0: The Um, mobile app for Goodreads is more user-friendly.
1: How many books did I read this year? Let's see. Uno, dos, tres. Oh, no. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez, once, doce, trece, catorce, quince. I forgot 16. Okay.
0: I read 16 books this year (laughs) compared to
1: your (laughs) eighty-six.
0: that's good though that's good you're off to a good that start that is good
1: it's better than my 2021 list I think what Was your
0: 2021 uh, list
1: I don't even just know our,
0: probably just our podcast stuff
1: I de- yeah mostly the podcast stuff most likely I I really don't I didn't keep track of my books but this year I did um I'll tell you my favorite
0: do it because I'm thinking it's, hard, I, it's so hard to pick one
1: I really like this book and maybe it's just because it's like the freshest one, but I really, Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. It was Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert.
0: Mm, We're reading that next year.
1: I know. And I don't want to spoil too much of it, but I'm just letting y'all know if you're on Patreon because we're putting this on Patreon later and I know y'all are probably going to listen to this, but Mm -hmm. um, Big Magic is a good book. And I honestly like, I am such, I am so, I'm such a prude. Because I remember like everyone that they're like people I know, they're like, oh, I love Elizabeth Gilbert. And I'm sitting there mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, like, I don't know who this person is. And everybody loves this person. And they just seem well, so like they seem well spoken or something. And I just don't know if I can get on that bandwagon. And then finally, I did because I saw this book <laughs> at Second and Charles and it was on sale. And I was like, ooh, I'll just buy this and read it. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm glad I chose it because I really love Elizabeth Gilbert now and I really want to like read all her books.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: all I want to do and I want to meet her. And apparently Taylor Swift loves
0: So I'm going to take oh. a different direction. I think <laughs> my cry. favorite book for the year is Tender is the Flesh by Augustina Bazer. Tender is the Flesh. I think I've heard of this book actually. It is the most fucked book I've ever read in my entire life. Did you mention this book to me one time? I did. I have earlier this year, yeah. Tender of the Flesh. <laughs> Tender is the Flesh. It's Tender a Tender is the Flesh. It's a book where basically there is a virus that makes all animal meat um, inedible. Like, it'll kill you if you eat it. So You did mention this to me. <laughs> we start farming and breeding humans. And it's, like, the most fucked book. It's a satire of, um, like, animal rights and vegetarianism. And it also deals with, like, issues like infertility and um, relationships with other people and relationships with animals and our relationships with, like, the world as a whole. And it's just, like, it encompassed so much. Um, the translation is done very well because it was originally written in Spanish
2: oh um, yeah I know that.
0: So, so um sarah moses is the translator and i imagine how hard it is to translate something in order to like get the point across that the author was trying to get to is probably very difficult but um if you want to read a book that's like so fucked up because i was looking through my list i'm like what has really stuck with me and i've loved a lot of books this year i've read graphic novels i've read comics i've read romance i've read nonfiction. i've read fantasy i've read horror but out of everything i've read i feel like that book has just stuck with me the most because i really had to i finished it when we were in asheville and i had to put it down and david was sleeping i went like this david (laughs) you just yelled yeah
1: Oh, my God, that's terrifying. I would wake up and be like, "Oh my God, who's here in the house?"
0: Like, <laughs> I, I was, would be panicking. I had to like put it down and go like, "What the fuck did I just read because it's it's definitely it definitely felt like one of those books that you would read in high school that's supposed to be like, "Oh, it's about this, but it's like an allegory for like everything else. <clears throat> it's a very intelligent book. I do think that you should read it. You
1: mentioned it to me. I think you did like once. In one of our conversations, and I just Mm -hmm. haven't yet. I'm gonna add it to my Goodreads.
0: Please read it. We need to talk about it. Maybe we could read it on the uh on After Dark.
1: We could. Tender is
0: flesh. Should we talk about our worst book of the year?
1: Okay, what's your worst book of the year? I feel like (laughs) maybe I don't know what the worst book of the year is for you.
0: What What do you think it it is?
1: That was the practice.
0: No, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. Are you kidding?
1: Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I just remember you didn't really like the practice. But Fifty Shades, fair. Fair. That is a terrible I don't, book. When I don't pulled know... the
0: tampon out to have sex with her, I just, like, I just always cut back to that. And I'm like, oh, oh! my god, it's so... I <laughs> <laughs> you have that oh. in
3: your head. Huh? So, I, I literally...
1: I remember I read that moment. I was in the... I, I think... I think I was actually reading it when Woody was, like, on the other side of the couch. Because, like, sometimes, like, he's watching TV or on his phone or playing his Switch. And I'm, like, sometimes, like, I'll, like, be on my phone or watch TV or mm-hmm. I just want to read. And I decided to read Fifty Shades, I guess. And I was reading it. And I read that part. And I literally, like, was, like, oh, I I put the book down. <laughs> and Woody... Was like what and I'm like I don't want to tell you I don't want to tell them anything <laughs> about this book I don't want him to get ideas I don't want him to do anything
0: I'm scared like I feel like I'm reliving all of it by editing <laughs> but like for like, real so that part was awful oh my god and like there's there's so many times where I was reading it and I would just put it down and go like, "Ugh," and David would just go, "Would be like, are you okay?" And I was like, "No, it's not Why a good am I book." Reading this? It is
1: not a good book. It is and so bad, it's not. How hot. are there two more? Like, how are there know. two more? We're I don't get it. Out. I mean, I found it at that. Uh, you should definitely check out the sweet read in downtown Woodstock. I'm just letting you know. Um, okay. It's like a bonus advertisement, I guess. Not. <laughs> sponsored but no, it's sponsored. really it's a really cute place they have a parking lot i promise you just like make a left if you do it or you can just mm-hmm. walk if you park at par- david's parents' house like hey can i just like park yeah that's true sp- they
0: probably live pretty close
1: i just like park in front of your house just take a walk you might actually find a parking spot there compared to downtown mm-hmm. woodstock but they had They had so many Fifty Shades of Grey copies there. Like, not a lot, but they did have, like, more... I didn't see many Harry Potter copies in the, like, young adult section. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did see a lot of copies of Twilight, a good few, and Fifty Shades of Grey. And I was like, "Oh,
0: Was Fifty Shades your least favorite book of the year?
1: Now that you bring it up, yes. Like... It was not a good book. Like I was really, I I literally read it and was like, this is what people loved. Like people really love this book and it was a legit, like, and the only reason why I hate it so much is because it's a ripoff of Twilight. Like it's a legit ripoff. There's like the same stuff, like the same stuff that you read in Twilight is in. It's like same adjacent. Yeah. I wonder if 50 Shades Free, is that, is that the one or is it? uh, I think it's Freed.
0: Like, with a D at the end.
1: Is that the third or the second one? Is the second one the darker? Third.
0: The second's darker.
1: Okay. So, so I feel like the... one, like... The last one should like, be darkest,
0: though. then. Huh? The last one should be darkest. See, I have Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades Darkest. No, it's... I have a problem with how it's... I don't know. It's like how like the Fast and the Furious movies are named. I have a hard like problem with those. Like why is it not called Fast and the Furious and then Too Fast, Too Furious and then Faster and Furiouser and then Most Fastest and Most Furious and then you just kind of keep going off of that. Thank y'all so much for coming on with us and for talking about this for two hours with yeah, us. Yeah, for
1: real. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No um, and Seems on that fun. note,
0: we will come back next week to uh Talk about whatever happens in part three of this dang book.
1: I know. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Let's I'm go. I'm excited.
0: Me too. All right. Okay. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. All oh.
1: right. Is he left? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay.